2: All right, this is the plan. We are going to go back live to Kaufman. You guys know I don't like press conferences. We don't play a lot of press conferences on this show. But the one where they announce where the stadium is going to be is one that's getting played on this show. They are about to do a Q&A. Sam Mellinger is going to lead it. We'll listen to the Q&A, and then I imagine the press conference is just over anyway. So we don't have to continue listening to it anymore. Mitch Holtis will be on the show at 4 o'clock. We will have live reaction from people that are actually at the press conference. We'll take your calls. This is a really big day in our community. So we're all going to listen to the press conference together, and you're going to like it.
3: Todd Lebo, We were here in the summer and saw the renderings of East Village and, and North KC. I want to know why you guys have chosen this instead of East Village. This looks more complicated with land acquisition and buildings, where East Village was pretty much cleared out. What's what's more appealing about this project than what you guys had thought up as the East Village?
4: So, uh, Todd's asking uh, why this and not the East Village, right?
5: Yeah, uh, Todd. Uh, thanks for the question. Um, you know, the, at the um, one of the things I would say is this. Um, as this process went a little bit longer than we had hoped uh as you would expect uh it it, it allowed time for creative ideas to percolate and um i would just say that that this um the site began to emerge I, I would say you know a combination of some creative people some some forward thinking uh, the vision of the mayor and some real estate people and then the catal- with the catalyst of the south loop park the lid and that not only the ability to we think uh, raise the odds and assure its completion, but to expand it east to Locust, and just I think what we've talked about, Todd, just the creation of this sports and entertainment district. You know, walking out of the uh, walking out of T-Mobile across the park to the ballpark and vice versa. Uh, I, I I know I'm biased here, but I think between what the Chiefs do out here, can do out here with an expanded tailgate experience and what we will do down there. That, Collectively, we'll have some of the best pregame and postgame experiences for our fans in all of sports. But this particular site, I'm looking at it here, uh, really kind of captured that for all of us. All right. Uh, The other Todd.
3: This is for Johnny and Brooks. Brooks, you mentioned conversations underway with businesses in the crossroads. Can you expand on that? Are those still in the preliminary stages, or um, have you guys had in-depth conversations with? with some of those, especially some of the
4: neighborhood establishments that are beloved in that community. Yeah, uh, Todd's asking about uh, conversations with the business owners in the
1: crossroads. Brooks. Sure. Uh, what we have done to date is to meet with some of the property owners uh, of this area that we're showing you today. Um, first and foremost, we want to be good neighbors. And that's, that's a, a guiding principle of ours to go in to wherever we land, which is here in the crossroads, to go in and be a great part of that community to blend in and enhance. And so we want to start that with being good neighbors and this land assemblage. We have spoken with property owners in there. Those talks are continuing. There's more to do there but we're gonna go in and we wanna help in all ways and transact with them in a, a good way and get this accomplished uh, for the better of the city and for everyone involved. So those will continue, we're underway now.
6: And Todd, I would just add that it, each of those will be handled on an individual basis. We're committed to having those conversations on ongoing. These are much greater than business transactions. These are about fostering relationships and making it very personal to those individual businesses.
4: Uh, Mike do we
3: do on the land? buy the property and, and
1: how's that being handled do we go through a uh, public process no the royals uh, will be the purchaser of the property we we will purchase the property that's that's what our intent is with each and every property owner to have those discussions be in a good relationship and in a good uh, process with each and every owner there we we will buy it so we will you're right. Um, I'm sorry, I, I jumped in. That's no, all right. So the question is who will buy the property and then. In the county, correct. It will be part of our private investment in the public private partnership. We would buy the land, we would then contribute it to the county uh, as the owner of the stadium and the land.
4: All right. I think, uh, Bahai? Um, whoever thinks the, is the best, I guess,
1: just, just in terms of uh, the
3: investment you guys have already. Um, Declared your intent to do. How does this alter, if at all, the the amount of investment that the Royals have put into the
4: project? And if I could, Sam, could I have a follow up? Sure. Uh, I think you're asking how does this this site selection alter the private investment in the project compared? Okay, yep.
1: We're we're looking at this in the same way we have from day one. There's going to be a major private investment made in this by our ownership group. So our money into this project, and as I said in, in my remarks, that is expected to be you know over a billion dollars from us into this project. When you think about the stadium, the infrastructure, the development that we will do, um, we, will, we will have a, a, a major investment in this. It
3: really, to follow up, it's probably best for you, Brooks. But, uh, you mentioned that you, the urgency, the timing, want to get shovels in the ground as soon as
1: possible but I, I wonder if you can speak to if there's any complication with the, the needs of preparing for the World Cup in terms of the timing of what you guys would
4: do if this, if this is able to embark. Yeah, uh, Vahe's asking, uh, are there complications with uh, with the World Cup, basically? Is that right, Vahe? Yeah. Yep.
1: No, we don't. I'll, I'll let Earl kind of chime in here. But uh, as we look at what's necessary with um, with our construction and the work that will need to go on, there there would not be any disruption uh to or from the world cup for us the good news i think about this site is it is of all the sites it is the one that requires the least amount of work relative to transportation which as we've looked at this is is a key aspect of of all of this too uh sam uh, i don't know if my voice is going carry but my
2: voice is
4: Uh, he's asking uh, how many parcels of land are we talking about with the assemblage of what happens if somebody doesn't want to sell?
1: The acreage here is about 18 acres, as, as Earl said. Uh, some of that's roadway that would be a part of the development, so uh, a little bit less than 18 uh, owned by individual property owners. And we will um, be negotiating and discussing uh, those with those property owners directly. That will be us and we will expect um, to do that from the Royals with each of those individual property owners. And there's probably uh, about 20 property owners uh, in this acreage. And, uh, Kevin. Sorry,
2: just a, a follow-up for Sarah.
4: There was
6: a comment
4: mentioned just about transforming areas of need. I just wondered if you could be more specific about how that was going to happen. Certainly. As- uh, that, sorry, asking if uh, Sarah can expand on the uh, areas of need. Is that what you said? Transforming areas of need. Yep. Yeah,
6: so Sam I'd encourage you. I mean first we'll start with what are the needs of our neighbors in the community of the crossroads and then as Bob Kendrick alluded to the opportunity to enhance 18th and vine. We've made a significant investment in the Urban Youth Academy. The Negro Leagues Museum is there. We think that community can significantly benefit as we invest further towards East side and then of course the Royals Our philanthropic efforts are focused. Uh, much broadly, much more broadly across greater Kansas City with a focus on Jackson County.
7: Uh, Kevin. A couple of quick questions. Uh, How much of the 18 acres do you already have committed? How how many agreements do you have to acquire? What percentage of that site do you
4: already have under your control? uh, how how, How much of the land do we have right now?
1: those are those are negotiations that we're in now that are that are underway now and we would expect to move to acquire those properties working with the current property owners here in very short order but that's part of what we are doing today
7: all right you had co-developers already at uh, north kansas city the merrimans van trust at the east village who is going to partner with you on developing both the ballpark and the district
1: we have a number of available partners uh, that we're working with today that we're discussion in discussions with on that today so there will be i mean we would expect we will have um, a hotel in this development we will have a hotel partner in the development Um, our office building will be in the development and we will work with an office building developer uh, for that plus an additional Building there an apartment, so there will be there will be multiple partners in there. The Royals will be the lead developer of of all of that, um, in in the development that we will put forth. And
7: what role will Cordish have in this project?
1: Cordish, uh, it, we don't currently have an agreement with Cordish. We know the Cordishes. We've spoken with them. They're a, they are they are they've been very good for downtown Kansas City, in our estimation, um, and. We we do have discussions with them. We appreciate what they've done. There's no formal agreement with them today. Um, but they are they're a good developer across the country, they're a very good developer around these ballparks, and we certainly talk to them and, and understand, but there is no formal agreement with them today. Is there any kind
7: of a preliminary or do you foresee them being part of this since they did the same thing with the Cardinals St.
6: Louis? They've actually invested in multiple ballparks across the country. I think we'd entertain a conversation with them for sure. They're experts. I mean, look at the project that they're doing in Texas. You can point to St. Louis. There's many, many developments. So I would envision that we do are sitting down. The power and light district last year attracted over 10 and people. There's clearly a lot of momentum there. Um, I think as part of this process, we're invested in learning from as many people as possible of how to create that vibrant environment here in the ballpark district
1: we recognize the, the, the power and light district downtown i mean that's part of what this is about is is to build on the momentum of what is already occurring uh downtown and and elsewhere the crossroads we look to enhance all of that so the the quarters development the power and light they will benefit from us there i mean we welcome conversations with them we will learn from them and perhaps they learn from us but they've done this a number of times um we'll learn from them but there's no no formal agreement with them but they're they're uh, Good people to to uh, have sorry, to sorry. talk to.
4: Yeah, uh, right back there on the edge. The, uh, 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 right front. behind you. Sorry, Mike. So you mentioned the uh, 18 acres of land. Do you have an idea on the stadium capacity and the field dimensions?
1: Yes. The stadium capacity. Uh, the question was about I'm uh, stadium <laughs> I was capacity. Writing, I was writing it down. Thanks, so, Brooks. Sam, <laughs> stadium capacity and field dimensions. Stadium capacity, we're in the thirty-four, thirty-four and a half thousand 34,500 uh, capacity. Field dimensions, we're, 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 we're early days on, on that. Um, we like the K um, and from, from a field perspective and the size of that. Um, but we'll see. I don't know, John. On
5: the field dimensions, I, those are still – you know, I think early discussions, you know, I think if you think about this ballpark, this is a pitcher's ballpark. It's a, it's a big ballpark. And, you know, we built our team with speed and athleticism and pitching. And we kind of like that type of a ball club. And you think about a small market, but we're still, you know, it's interesting. It's easier to recruit, um, to sign free agent pitchers to come here because it's a pitcher's ballpark, kind of the opposite of of Coors Field in Denver. But uh, sometimes, uh, you know, you get paid for home runs and guys hit less home runs here. So it's on the other side of that. It could be an advantage if you move the fence in as it relates to, to, uh, you know, signing free agents that uh, add value with their bat.
4: My eyes can't see that far. Way back in the back.
6: So just to restate, he's asking a question if property owners don't sell. As as Brooks, you know, I'll double down on what Brooks said. We anticipate reaching a mutually agreeable situation with each of those property owners.
1: Yeah, um, I wanted to ask a little bit about the concept of a ballpark district as it relates to this site. In my understanding, the thesis of a district is the teams like the Royals can own the land, benefit from the land, and create community benefits from developing a wide area of acreage. Um, by comparison, this seems to kind of plug into what's already there with Power, Light, and T-Mobile Centers. Why is this now a model that the Royals uh, would prefer to
4: report with? I'll uh, start doing my job again. He's, he's asking uh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the benefits of the development here uh, versus some other sites.
1: Brooks? Well, you know, as I sit here and look at this, this picture, um, it's beautiful, by the way, but the, uh, the Power and Light will benefit from us being here. We will bring two, hopefully three million fans um, to the ballpark. We want them to come early and stay late. And we're gonna build a development that will also benefit from that. We're gonna build a development that has apartments, uh, that'll have a hotel, that'll have commercial office tower. Um, And we'll have retail, food, beverage, and entertainment there um, in our development. So our development's gonna benefit from that. We think we will draw from the p and We think we're a connector to the crossroads. The crossroads is a great area with a lot of businesses that do well today. And we think our presence, our bringing, those 2 to 3 million people enhances that. And that's great because that's what we're after is to, is to benefit the entire community and lift up what's already going on there. We'll benefit from that. No doubt about it, but we're happy that to come down there, there, there's a lot to go around here and enhance the entire region.
6: Yeah, I would also say it's an opportunity to be additive. You know, in comparison to the East Village site, you'd be creating a distinct separate destination. So as residents and fans, we become accustomed to going to the crossroads, to going to Power and Light. Why take away from what's already been so successful as opposed to just continue to focus on enhancing it?
5: you know i think i would just say this one of the things really cool about this and maybe earl has certainly talked to us about this if you and there's another picture that even shows it better from inside the ballpark but if you look at this development we really wrap around the ballpark and if you're in that ballpark it has a has a really great feeling of intimacy you know and you you know you have residential and hotel and you have rooftop stuff but it really kind of expands what what the ballpark is, and what what you feel like in size, and I, I would I would just think it has an intimate feeling to it.
8: Yeah. So what I told him before about this site was that what's interesting to me was um, we've done a lot of ballparks across the country, and a lot of the, a lot of development was done after the ballparks were were, were built. So Crooksville developed a project called McGregor Square. It's three acres, three acres, eight hundred thousand square feet. Now, if you go there, you don't feel like it's 800,000 square feet, but it does, it does create a sense of place that it's unique to that location. And really for the fan base we're designing to, is not necessarily the fan base. It's only going to go there for a baseball game. We're designing for people that want to go and do other things. So the connected experiences are really important. So we have to find a way to complement the surrounding community. If there are other retail shops outside, we want, we want folks to come early and stay late. And frankly, there's 42,000 people that live within walking distance. Not, not quite 10 minutes, but within walking distance, right? <laughs> And so the, the idea is that, and I think John said it up front, is that it is a neighborhood ballpark. The idea is that we are going to connect it to the community in a way that they feel like it's, it belongs there. It's always belonged there. It belongs to them. And I think that's a really important part of what we're trying to accomplish. And, you know, whether it's, and we, we show it on the right side of this image, but that, there's a good image of it. But the idea of it is, is that uh, we have to seamlessly integrate the development into the ballpark so it feels like it's part of the ballpark. And it creates a very intimate feeling. In fact, you'll feel like, well, somebody will say, well, the, the right field porch is too short. Well, it's probably could be as long as it wants to be. But, but because I have all those buildings in the outfield, it's going to feel exceptionally intimate to the fans. So it also will have a, a way that it's going to change how we think and view sports uh, in Kansas City, which I think is, uh, for us, this is a changing industry. But it's also the future of the sport.
4: All right,
8: Tom. Hey, uh, Brooks, earlier, John, I had
3: something for you guys. Brooks, you mentioned in August, it wasn't going to be Kauffman anymore. Is that still the, the plan? You're going to sell
4: naming rights. Todd's asking about uh, naming rights for the new stadium.
1: I don't know that I ever said it wouldn't be Kauffman, um, but you know that that's just something that that we would do um, and look to do is to have a stadium that does have naming rights. But I think if if I'm remembering right, what I did say, there's a way to incorporate uh, Kaufman into whatever we do. Uh, Ewing Kaufman is an incredibly important um, person for the Royals, obviously, and anything we can do to maintain that honor, uh, we will.
6: It, can I just add, it, I think it's also important to note that um, as the industry changes, we need to look at capturing revenue in different ways. All the revenue that we're able to bring in actually goes directly on the field to put you know, better player, better performance, and compete for a championship.
3: Uh, thank you. And then Earl, um, it looks like the the exit to uh, on I guess it would be not Locust but Oak Street is probably going to be closed because there's going to be a stadium there now, right? Like, what what is in the design? Because that's going to make it a little more difficult for people coming from eastern Jackson County. Is there something in the design about you know trying to get the traffic that might be coming from Lee Summit and parts east on I-70?
4: Question is about highway access to the stadium. Yep, Earl
8: yeah i think i think for us we thought they would come up seventy one you know off at twenty third street and coming from the south
3: And then john legacy's been a big thing for you um, this whole time you you've talked about legacy from the beginning uh, with this project why do you feel like this is the right project for that legacy you want to leave
4: why is this the right project go ahead john
5: this particular project yeah i i you know i don't know if i i call it legacy but i i that's a good word i i think when when we but I will tell you when we acquired the team, um, you know, going back to you and Kaufman, right. Um, and I, and I'm certainly steeped in the history of all that he did to make sure this team stayed here. And, you know, after we acquired the team, uh, a lot of people say, thank you for keeping the team here. Well, the team was much more at risk, you know, years and years ago and all that he did to, to try to make sure that it stayed here. And so, um, and David Glass actually had a – I think he had a, a financial penalty if he ever tried to move it. Right? And that that eventually wound down. And he didn't have that when we acquired the team from him. But when he made – you know, he made that call to me in 2019 and gave us exclusive rights to buy this team without in an exclusive – without auctioning the team. That was in the spirit of Ewing Kaufman, right? So, so when I think about um, – our primary first objective is to win baseball game. That's the core business, right? Excite our fans and do great things in the community. But the second, but the most important thing and our our investor group feels, felt like, this would be the most important thing we do. And that was to secure the future in Kansas City and make sure this team, and in this case, make sure both these storied franchises stay here for a long time. This one, I think, to answer your question, I think it just captures it in a lot of ways. It's in the heart of the city. I love the spirit of you know, Brenda and Bob and Kathy and the, the way that we talk about all the things that we can do in a community. It goes beyond the ballpark and goes beyond 81 nights a year. And I think at the end of the day, um, yeah, we, when we turn this over someday to other good people that will have the opportunity to be the stewards of this, we want to be proud. We want to we we leave this franchise in a better place than it was when we got it and i'm not saying it was bad when we got it but uh we had lost 100 games two years in a row i will uh but but um, so the, i guess i guess it's more from losing. that perspective the legacy is securing the future in kansas City and really listening to the community as to what's important but i do know in small markets like this these franchises are more important than they are in you know sitting with uh, i was at an owner's meeting this week and the mets owner and even the phoenix uh, diamondbacks you know he said you know john your teams are really phoenix it's important to phoenix but it's not that important right but these teams are really important to communities like this and that's what this is all about we're trying to listen to people but but just to you know i love this location i think i think if you think about the park and you think about walking north uh, into Power and Light, or walking south into the Crossroads, or walking into the into the park, or out of the park uh, to restaurants, to bars, whatever. This is what this is really what baseball is all about. You go back to the original ballparks, right? There were neighborhood ballparks that the neighborhoods kind of grew up around them. Even my dad grew up in Brooklyn, so Ebbets, Ebbets Field, Field. You know, yep. he uh, he knew he knew whether they'd won or not by the by the sounds of the crowd on the on the streetcar coming home at night, but uh, but anyway, I don't know if I answered your question, but uh, this one I just think this really hunts especially uh, when you think about the cap in the park.
4: All right, we um, let's go are. Park. Let's go. Hold on, let's go. okay, hold on, Mike. Uh, we are <laughs> over an hour, um, and everybody up here is going to be available um, afterward for questions as well. So let's finish with Mike and Kevin. Thanks. The uh,
3: current uh, plan with a cap is four blocks. 200 million bucks and they, still, they don't have all the money yet. You're talking about extending it three more blocks. So I figure, using my math skills, that's 150 million.
4: Who's going to pay for that? How's it going to be done? How's it going to be coordinated? He's yeah. asking about the, the cap extension. Who's going to pay for that? Yeah, we about the cap. The parts could
1: be great, but it's more expensive
4: as hell. Right. That's what I said. <laughs> Who's going to pay for the cap extension?
1: You know, what this project provides, one, is, is the catalyst to get that park the original park complete we believe and with this kind of investment uh that we would be making in the stadium and the development we think there's a way that we'll get there with the financing um to get the rest of that done for another three blocks to get it connected um you know the 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 first one is underway um but again we're the catalyst we think to see that complete and we think it'll be enough momentum to see the financing come uh for that
7: you're about, or
1: more private donors, or what? We'll see. I think it could be a combination. Um but we're 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 at work on all of this right now and we we have um a lot of confidence that this is a project that gets done. Uh, if the cap doesn't get done? yeah no I mean we again we think it gets done okay the 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 original and that gets done the you see the bridge that we have going across to T-Mobile that's a good connector the park though is is that that'll happen we, we have good confidence at that that'll
4: all right finish it up Kevin Got ahead of himself.
7: I was going to ask about the, the deck,
4: but the, just one quick basic question. When
6: do you hope to
4: have this thing
2: open and people playing baseball?
4: April yeah. of 2028. That's opening day. All right. Okay, guys. Um, for those who are interested, we got uh, more opportunities for questions.
2: Interesting. I was surprised it took that long to get to that question. When is the stadium going to be open? Opening day of 2028 is their plan. For the stadium. Okay. There was a lot there. We have to take another break. You know what? Let's tell Mitch Holtis. There's we're fine. We'll talk to Mitch Holtis after the parade. I want to hear you guys. I wrote down. I have three pages of notes off of what we just heard today from the Kansas City Royals. The last thing kind of caught me off guard that they have a date. April of 2028. So countdown. We have three more years of enjoying Kaufman stadium and their plan is to move to a brand new shiny ballpark in downtown Kansas city. We will react to it. I saw a list from channel nine of some of the businesses that they think could be affected by this. And I think that's the biggest, that was clearly what the media was asking about the most. Hey, there's already things where you are trying to build. What is going to happen to all of these places? We'll talk about that coming up on the other side. Keep right here. It's The Drive.
7: You're
0: listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deepest Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
2: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island
0: Download the Odyssey app and listen to The Drive with Carrington wherever you are.
2: This is my initial thought from what we just heard, and I do want to open up phone calls and take your calls, text, etc. about this. I was reading the text line, and the text line, I thought, was pretty much in the lockstep in agreement about one issue that I think today, and there are going to be other issues that pop up. They are moving a baseball stadium from a very open area, the Truman sports complex, and they are putting it into a congested area. The number one issue is where there's buildings already there. What is your plan for those buildings? Well, they just told you they still have to buy 18 acres of land for what they want to do. They don't have those deals yet. And the media kept asking the question, hey, well, what if the owner of the building doesn't want to sell? What if and the royals didn't really answer those questions? Hey, we want to work together. We want to be a great partner. We want to be in the community. You know, they were saying all the things that companies and business do. And as I am reading the text line, it seemed to be pretty much in agreement. Hey, this is really bad for small business. And it got me thinking. I remember a month ago on this show, Rob, you remember I kept saying about the NFL, hey, this is really bad for us, the consumer. Hey, they want to continue to take games that they have given us for free this entire time. And now they are putting them essentially on pay-per-view. And the overwhelming sentiment on the text line was, hey, you need to stop complaining about it. The NFL's a big business. This is how big business works. I do not say this to sound callous at all. I live in downtown Kansas City. The exact same thing is going to happen to one of your favorite restaurants. Big business is coming in. The Royals just had an evaluation again it was $1.2 billion, their evaluation, in a year in which the Royals were terrible. Rob, you want to know how much money the Royals made in 2023? This is before revenue sharing. So this is before they split any of the money. You want to know how much money the Royals made last year? They made $255 million last year, according to Forbes. That is tickets, parking, concessions, that's before they touched a 255 million dollars last year. So to answer your question and to maybe say it in a way that the royals don't really want to say it cuz they can't say it that way, if they want the land and your favorite small business has the land, they are taking the land. You'll get something out of the deal. I'm not going to say they're going to leave you holding the bag, but if you are no, I'm not selling under any circumstances you are not stopping the Royals from getting their stadium. I really don't say this to sound callous. And it really was like a on the moment on the text line, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, wait, hold on. I remember making this same argument a month ago, and you guys kept telling me to stop being the old man complaining and that the NFL is so big and they're going to do what they're going to do and we just got to deal with it and live with it. I, I'm telling you the exact same thing now about this. Like literally the exact same thing. And I don't say it to sound mean. I don't say it to sound bad. But we know what is going to happen here. There are going to be small businesses that are negatively affected by this. This is Amazon coming to to the neighborhood. You used to go to a small mom and pop store and get your groceries or, you know, buy a CD or you now order from Amazon. So some of those businesses are. Hey, some of those businesses are going to take the money and they are going to build another location and it's going to be inconvenient for you. You're going to have to drive to Overland Park to their new company or wherever it's going to be. But the media kept asking the question. I get it. It's a very important question. We know what the answer is. They want that space. They have had a whole press conference on where the stadium is going to be. If your business is inside that radius... I would start preparing to find somewhere else. That's just my suggestion. I would strongly suggest and advise you to get on Zillow right now, or I don't know where you find a commercial retail space. I never looked one before, but that is what you are about to do. And some people are going to cash out on this deal. They own the building and the Royals are about to pay them a lot of money to move. Like, they're about to, a lot of money to move. Some people are going to be negatively affected by this because big business is about to happen. And a $1.2 billion company wants your parking lot. They're taking it. <laughs> like, they are taking it. Someone says CDOT, television deals and what networkers show is a terrible example of how small businesses get thrown out of their homes and place of work. This is blank for those people. The NFL has a deal with Amazon. All I'm saying is it, we all support Amazon in some capacity. This is a, this is exactly Amazon's plan. They are now doing it on television. That's what they did with small businesses. They ate up your small business and became your small business. This is what Walmart did. This is, this is the same. This is just on a much bigger scale right now than that scale. That's all I'm saying. I agree with you. One is, hey, pay the five, pay the ten. I'm just saying that. This is the same thing, just times 10, times 15, times 20. It sucks. It is unfortunate, but they are going to take your property. Eminent domain. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you guys can't agree. You about to lose. (laughs) You are about to lose in this scenario. You guys can call in 913-586-7610 based on what you heard the Royals just say. I Have a lot of notes off of what we just heard because they said a lot. The new stadium, opening day, April 2028. We only have four more years of enjoying Kauffman Stadium. We'll take your phone calls and continue to react to their press conference. Keep right here. So drive. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.